You are listening to the Talking Tough Podcast, the world's toughest men and women at their most vulnerable. Their stories of triumph, their falls from grace, and their climb back to the top, to life. This is Rick Bassman here for Talking Tough on the Podcast One Network. Well, hey, everybody. It's Rick Bassman with Talking Tough. It is Tuesday. This is not a live interview, so I wanted to uh, specify when we're doing this. It's Tuesday, the 1st of September, I believe. I don't know. I haven't checked today in, uh, in my cocoon up here on Maui with my dogs. Um, it's been uh, an interesting, especially challenging day amongst these incredibly challenging times. Uh, for those of you, thankfully, increasing numbers following this show, um, you know that I'm all about my dogs and they are the number one thing in my life. I know my priorities are out of whack, but that's my deal. Um, you all know that Ramon passed four months ago and Gogo, who is my girl, my the love of my life. She has been in pain uh, and crying and screaming for two days and uh, it takes a toll. But you know what? There is, as we'll talk about today, because I know our guest who I'm sure will have a lot to say on this subject, there is a blessing in every challenging situation. You know, we, we all know that old adage, things happen for a reason. And I think the uh, older we get, and hopefully the, the wiser we get, not always, uh, might always my case, uh, being wiser that is, but I think we do realize things happen for a reason. And there is a blessing in every situation. My, uh, my friend Tara is here. She is a legit magical healer of humans and animals both. She is uh, working on my beautiful girl, Gogo, and uh, I feel very, very happy about that. So I wanted to talk about my dogs. I always do that. And that leads to the following advanced apology and to, uh, to apologize to our guest who's listening to this as well. At one point during this podcast, inevitably, my three pit bulls are going to go nuts about something. So we're going to have an explosion of barking. It is now a regular feature on Talking Tough. And that's that. Nothing we can do about it. So, I am oftentimes told by people, including by John Paws, our producer, they're like, man, Rick, there must have been 10 of you to do all the crazy things you've done in this lifetime. Well, if, if that's true, then there must be at least 20 of our guests today. This guy, we, we talk about multi-hyphenates, you know, actor, writer, director, producer. I mean, our next guest is all those things. He is also a former special forces member in the military from France and what is considered one of the toughest special forces divisions on planet Earth. I'm looking forward to talking about that. He is high, high level professional helicopter pilot, bodyguard to the stars. Uh, the, the, the qualities, the qualifications go on and on. He's made over 40 movies. He creates these opportunities for himself. Uh, like our guest yesterday, who I refer to as a renaissance man, I would say that term very much applies to an old friend of mine who I haven't seen for a long time, haven't talked to for a long time. So I am very happy to welcome the multi-talented, multi-hyphenate, very good guy, Olivier Gruner. Shakabra! <laughs> Thank you. You're throwing it out to Hawaii there. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. That. I love what Hawaii. Gesture, what gesture do you do in France to let people know that you're French? I don't even know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think there uh, is one. I, I don't think there is. All right. Maybe, maybe <laughs> we'll oh, make one. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. All right. So I'm going to I'm gonna embarrass you right off, and I'm going to ask your age. I know your age. Shoot. So I'm going to say I'm going to point it out only because – you look so great. So it's anything but embarrassing. You're si you're 60 years old, correct? Yep. Yeah, I turned 60 uh, in August, which is August now. Yeah, well, it's last month. <laughs> oh, just recently. Okay. All right. So, was there any um, any weird like mental or emotional process behind hitting your 60th year, or do you have that pretty well in perspective? Oh no, that happened you know, at 40 and then 50. So I'm used to it. You know, as soon right. as you reach 40, this is this is how you start to freak out. And then you freak out at 50. And then after, when you reach 60, you say, yes, I made it. So you feel like you made it. You know, it, it's interesting, man. Let me get really deep and dark for a second. I hope you don't yeah. mind. 
No, I'm, I'm, I'm 58 and I'm really like feeling my mortality these past few days for some crazy reason. So it, it's been weighing on me to a degree. You look like, man, you look freshly born, man, and you're 60. <laughs> do, you, do you feel like you made it? How, how do you think about your mortality or is it not something that even enters your mind? Oh, no, no. You, you know, I think I, I think people have to understand, like, you can't control that. So if you're worried about it, then this is where stress comes in. You know, I, I think, you know, you don't know when you're going to die. If it's tomorrow, it's tomorrow. You know, the main thing is, it, it's really what I said in the movie Sector 4. I just, uh, my point was, it's leaving the people that you love behind and make sure they're taken care of. I mean, in your mind. And if they are, you're good. Sorry. I, I hear what you're saying loud and clear because for me, because I'm a crazy person, those people yeah. are my dogs and yeah. I have great arrangements made for them. So I'm ready to go, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, say it's time, it's time. Plus, you know, I think at 60, you reach an age where you've done so many things in life and now you, you, uh, I wish I knew things when I was younger, you know, things I've done that. Of course, we're all screwed up, but that's part of life. That's why adventure is, you know. If you knew what will happen tomorrow, it would not be an adventure anymore, you know. But there's things that, you know, I wish I had a mentor to tell me a little bit because sometimes in life you get very confused. But you don't know which way to go. And you're like, okay, but I got all these information. Should I go to the left or should I go to the right, you know? And it's, 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 it's a very difficult choice. And that stress is not making the decision the, the 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 stress is really trying to make that decision. So when you're like thinking about, and this is stressful, as soon as you make the decision, the stress goes out. But you know, it, if you go to the left or to the right, it doesn't matter at the end because, you know, life is an adventure. And I think you, you should you should embrace every moment, have fun. And, and something really important that, excuse me, I'm, I'm going to blow my nose because, I mean, I don't know. I don't just hear. There you go. So... <clears throat> I think um, if if you are um, uh, I lost my thoughts, boy. It's about making the right decision. Yeah, the, yeah, yes. yeah. So the right decision, and then uh, so um, for me, I don't like to stress so much about things. So the stress level has to be as low as possible. And if you put your stress in life. Uh, as long as you can, you see, I think you're going to live longer. That's my philosophy. Well, with, with, without question, man, because so many people, as you know, I don't know if it's more fashionable to admit your problems now or if there's an explosion of these problems. But, you know, as well as I do, especially in yeah. our world, the yeah. circles we travel in, there's so much anxiety, so much depression. Yeah. And I think some people like like my brother, bless him. I don't think he's ever woken up stressed a day in his life. He just has that natural happy go lucky mode that yeah. talk about a blessing wow i yeah. don't have that for me it's work to not fall into that um <laughs> how, how about you do you have a do you have a daily practice that's like kept you happy and looking the way you do at, at your age and stress-free well, or does it just come to you no I, you know what it's a very interesting subject because this is what i always think you know when i've been in the navy and we have been in the worst condition which means listen no food no water nothing, of course, no houses, nothing, absolutely zero. And we survive. So the, the biggest part, issue that we have now with the society is like the society pushes you to have a house, to have things, uh, to have a job, to have this, to have that. But this is just a society. It's not, it's not naturally, you're not built for that. It's just we, this is all made up. So the stress comes from a made up society, which is not natural. But the natural thing, if you are willing, guys, to lose everything you have and be okay with it, your stress level is going to be down to zero. Because mm -hmm. at the end, if you don't have anything and you can't survive this world, you're good. And what are you stressing about? Really, why, why am I stressing? For me, I'm okay. I know I will survive the world. If I have to hunt, I will hunt. If I have to fish, I'm going to fish. I don't have any worry about it. If I have to sleep in the cold, I will sleep in the cold. And that's the beauty of life. It's like, like, don't stress out about losing your home, losing this, your car. And actually, you don't own. You don't own your own uh, your home. You will never own it ever. Period. The earth own it. You know. No, if you want to destroy it, 
boom, yeah. you can't do it like that. So don't stress out about it. Just go with the flow. And I got to tell you something. When you are at the bottom, this is really where you have nothing to lose. It's like being a Rocky. You are at the bottom. Great. This is exciting. You can go up. That's all. You can go up. That's all you can do. And step by step. And that's a hard part to do. Step by step. A lot of people give up too fast. Once you're once you're down, if you don't have the right constitution, the one you're describing, it's it's difficult to take action. But the fact is, action always can be taken. You know that. I, I know that. You, you're talking about being at the bottom. So that that brings a question to mind. Yeah, I, I know that you're a, a very successful guy. You obviously have an incredibly positive attitude. You're very healthy. Have you been? Have you ever crashed to the bottom? And if so, what what did that look like for you? Well, here's the thing, um, and I, you you're gonna think I'm weird, but but it's it's a good thing. Weird is good. So watch this. Um, I when in the '90s we made tons of money. Everything was great. I'm successful. Yes, I was extremely successful for the society. But in my life, it was different. In the, in the natural life, into into, into nature, it was different because. You know, I was going, uh, if I want something, I just buy it, right? I have no, no, no problem. I buy this, I buy that, I buy that, I buy that. But at the end, I said, you know, Olivier, can you really survive the wild if you have nothing? Can you remember how to do this? Can you remember how to fish? How long will you be okay? How, will you, how long would you be, uh, how could you survive with no food or no water, right? And that's something, well, was in me. And you know, I decided, well... Maybe, maybe I'm going to change. So I went from being very active in the entertainment to become a helicopter pilot, right? But the difference on, on the money is huge. I mean, we got, you know, I'm not going to tell you the number, but there's one number is high and the other one is, is, is kind of lower uh, compared to what I make. So things I try, and, and it's funny, the first time I went to, to work for Maverick Helicopter, great company, I love that company. Um, uh, I was so excited to get the cup of coffee in the morning and to be with the guys because I'm not, I, I was not like, like, you know, when you do movies, everybody tells you how great you are and, and, and mm-hmm. how perfect you are. And then you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And you get, you know, and then uh, you don't think that you're great. Actually, you become very insecure because you don't know if it's true or not. So you got to test yourself. So by becoming a pilot, you brought me into a, re- a reality because these guys, you didn't care. You know who I was. They were like treating me like another guy, and I loved that. And in the morning, drinking the coffee with the guys, that was one of the best moments I had. Just be with the guys and just bring it to a normal uh, way of life. So, of course, when you do that, then you not you need to keep working. And the day that you lose your job, or not because of because you need a break, so you you know you quit and you do something else. There's a time period where, <clears throat> you know. The money was low, but who cares, you know? And 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 when you reach that bottom, uh, you are. I had a smile on my face. I said, "You know what? I'm free. I'm free. Other people are not because they are stuck up with making the mortgage and all that kind of stuff. But at that mm-hmm. time, I felt free. And the thing oh. that I never give up is martial arts and training. So I quit my job because I could not train." You know, like if, for example, the, the schedule is too hard, uh, too long, not hard, but too long. Then I said, you know, I can't train. I, I, this is my world. life. I need to train. So I got to find something else. And, uh, you know, and of, of course, you know, I've been at the bottom, you know, maybe one time, you know, and then and, and I was fine. You know, slowly and slowly you build up. But I've never been depressed about it. I was actually excited about it because I said, yeah, let's go and see how high I can go now. So it was what, that, that, that's beautiful. What what does I, I get that you're living in the moment, and that's an that's an amazing thing. Yeah. But what does what does your last few years on this planet look like to you in your mind? How I'm, how would you if you if you had to design your life right now? Maybe you haven't thought about this before. Maybe you have. What would that design look like? The best uh, situation you mean the, the in my dream? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, to be with my son every day. That's it. 
I don't care what I do, what I am, because I'm okay with everything. I always, my, you see, what's so important, guys, and I, and I say that to a lot of people, especially when they're depressed, right? I just tell you, I don't know if you have been in jail before or if you have been confined before or if you have been captured before. I'll tell you some stories later on. But uh, what happened is like if you don't manage your mind, you're going to go you're going to go dark and you don't, you don't want to go dark. But if you manage your mind and think like, uh, uh, you know, you can be in the worst, uh, in the worst uh, um, location and think that you're in paradise. Everything sure. depends up here. You know, like a lot of people say, Oh, Olivier, uh, I want to make like, uh, I'll be, I'd be happy if I make $2 million. And I look at them and say, $2 million is no, it's not a lot of money. And they said, well, well, yeah, it's a lot of money. Okay, so what do you think, Olivier, is, uh, is a lot of money? Let's say $200 million. Okay, $200 million for me is a lot of money. Okay, now I go to the one of the people that I was working for, you know, is a billionaire. And the billionaire look at me and say $200 million is nothing. So everything is is relative it, to... It's all relative, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. And how many beds can you sleep on? How many houses can you have? How many cars can you drive? So you got to, I think we have to change our way of life and that, and that's one of the big subjects that uh, I, I'm big on, it's changing our way of life or uh, saving our planet and changing our, or, 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 or uh, sorry, saving our planet or saving our way of life. You can have the both. And that's really important. And I think, you know, uh, the problem with the new generation, and that's something that you're going to love, is uh, the new generation is living in the virtual world. So whatever happens right now outside in the real world, it doesn't matter to them because they have their own world on the computer and the graphics are amazing. So I was watching, you know, my son playing and I said, dude, I feel like when he was flying, I said, I feel like I'm flying. You know, it's amazing. I mean, all the, the computer generate, it's, 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 it, it's really breathtaking. And when I go on, on the game, I feel I've been on a horse for like uh, two hours, you know, but that's not real. So the new generation doesn't really care about this world, you know, the real world, because they have their own world, which is a computer. It, it's, it, it, it boggles my mind, man. We grew up in the same era. You're like a year and a half older than me. So we come from the same period of time, for sure. You yeah. know, I, I remember, like, if you, if you had a, a date to meet your friends at the mall or wherever it was you hung out in France, which I don't know if you had malls or not, but um, if, uh, if someone missed their time, you were not texting or calling each other on mobile phones because they didn't exist. It was, I remember riding horses on dirt roads in the neighborhood where we live. We <laughs> world. Um, so here, here's kind of an out there question for you, but it's going to come back to something I want to talk with you about based on what you're saying. Sure. So would, would today's world, we're in a very connected world right now. Uh -huh. if we want to find out what's going on in Sierra Leone. We can do that in about five seconds, right? It's true. Yes. Would the world be better right now with or without computers and the internet? In my, in my, your opinion, yes. In my opinion, it's very simple. Uh, I think the day, if we cut off the internet today, right now, you can't even connect to people. People would be, would be freaking out. They would not know Absolutely. what to do. They would not Absolutely. know how to hunt they will not know how to survive absolutely nothing the business will go collapse so we are actually <clears throat> like i talk about freedom the cost of my freedom cost me a lot of money i mean a fortune to have my freedom and i'm talking about freedom is like if tomorrow i want to go i can't go if tomorrow i want to i want to quit my job and just uh take my uh my car or my van or whatever i have and go on a trip you know I can't do that if I want to, really, you know, because in my mind, I'm free and I want to be free in my mind. Of course, I have responsibilities. Don't get me wrong. You know, we have we have kids, you know, we have to take care of certain things, which I do. But, you know, it, it, it's really important for, for people to realize, like, the freedom is really something that the richest man in the world cannot afford. They cannot afford freedom. They're screwed. They're stuck in the system. So for the Internet, it's the same thing. We get prisoner on their own system or their own way of life you know and uh, so just uh, something that we have here in northern california we have a lot of fires right so picture when people get uh, uh, 
secluded in their small little town. They have nothing coming in and, and nothing coming out. So they are stuck. Do they have do they have water? Do they have food, enough food to survive for a month or two? I mean, really. So and in France, the way they built the village was so different. They built it to be totally uh, uh, self-efficient. So, but in America, it was it, it, it's different because it's so big. So people were going left and right and having a lot of property, and and they they you know it is so different, right? But the mentality of the European was uh, was to be totally uh, uh, self-efficient in that little town, in a little village. And I think if we do that, maybe we could survive. Uh, I think what we're missing a lot is the farmers, you know, people growing their own uh, vegetable, growing their, their you know, having a, 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 I think the, the, the food can be an issue. The water can be an issue as well, you know. Well, as long as you properly plan and provision. I mean, I, you know, I, yeah. I asked you your opinion on that. Mine is, may, man, maybe Olivia, I might just be getting old. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I, I, clearly, I'm getting old. But uh, I got I to gotta see your doctor, whoever that is. But uh, <laughs> I mean, for me, man, it's like, you know, everybody watching, Olivia, Olivia and I spoke for a couple minutes before we started this. And I said to him, the only, for lack of a better word, quote unquote, rule that we have on Talking Tough, as you all know, is we don't do politics. And, you know, for me, it's, it's partially selfish. Uh, but the professional reason is, you know, if you want to do politics, there's a million shows yeah. for that out there right now yeah. with people that are a lot smarter and better versed than I am in that world. So, so leave that to them. But on, on a personal note, and and I, I want to get your take on this. Dude, uh-huh. It's like, it's really it's really gotten to me this past few months. And here's here's what I mean. Back back when 9/11 went down, I remember watching it on television. And clearly, it was a bad thing. I remember going, wow, that's a bummer. But uh-huh. you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't feel it. I have to admit, I didn't feel it. And presidential races, divisiveness, I've never really cared. I've been kind of apathetic. And in the past few months, man, it's like really hitting me hard how, how crazy and how divisive it's become out there. Yeah. And in, in my mind, a lot of that's perpetuated by being so connected with the Internet. But that's that's a whole different subject. I, I want to ask you, what, and, and, and I, after I say, let's stay away from politics, that still was the goal. Of course. <laughs> I, I, I promise you, nobody watching this today, if they watched every show I've ever done, they wouldn't know if I'm left, if I'm right, if I'm Republican, if I'm Democrat. Liberal, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, whatever. That's That's not my thing. But what I do care about is the way that people are warring with each other, with each other, and treating each other right now. Well, that, well, that uh, I, I think that's the biggest problem that we have. Listen, listen. Um, you remember when COVID was starting and we could not go outside, so mm-hmm. we were so disconnected from other people, and people were getting depressed because we don't have anybody to talk to, right? Mm-hmm. So they start to, to, to miss a human being, right? So, and I think right now what's happening is it doesn't matter, you know, your, uh, what people are thinking. It's really, if, if you go on the best vacation, which I mean, let, let's say a, your dream vacation for you, for one person, you go over there and you live the life, but you didn't share it with anybody. So you come back and you start telling me how great it was. And I'm like, okay, fine. Okay. But, but there's no experience with another human being. I think the, 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 to be on this earth and to be alone as a human being is very sad. So we, we should, uh, what I try to do in my life is, um, <clears throat> first of all, I try to send some positive energy. And sometimes, you know, it's hard to do, especially when you're down. But <clears throat> like example, if I see um, uh, somebody struggling with something, I'm going to go and help the person. And I'm not perfect, but I'm, at least I'm going to try to help. Now, the problem we have with, the, with this world is we don't know if helping the person is going to really help the person also as well. You know, it's like, you know, some people that are drug addict and you give them money. Uh, the money is going to be for uh, surviving or is it to buy, you know, the stuff? And that could be an issue too. But the relationship between people, that's what it's all about at the end. Because when you die, I mean, you're done. And then the only thing you can 
people they're going to remember is who you were with them. You know, how did you react with them? Was the guy was a nice guy? Did he teach me something? And that's what I love to do. I love to connect with people and maybe show them a way of life that can make them feel better about their own life. Like example, training. Every time I'm around the people, uh, certain people that they don't train, never trained before. And then suddenly they see me working out and I don't make them jealous about it. And that's really important. You know, I want, actually, I make them, let's go for, for a walk today. Okay, so we go for a walk. And then suddenly, hey, can I start jogging a little bit? And then suddenly I see them jogging just with me a little bit. So slowly and slowly they start to work out. And I don't say anything. I don't tell them I'm going to make you work out. I'm just trying to inspire them in a way that they don't even feel that they are doing it. So it's like martial arts. Uh, <clears throat> I think martial arts is, uh, uh, I show a couple techniques to certain people and then they start to love martial arts. And then they go and jump into a gym. The next thing I see, uh, I see uh, some guy, some student that I knew said, hey, thank you so much for helping me because now I have a black belt in jujitsu or I have a, you know, and it's pretty rewarding, you know. And like I said, you know, it's about the connection between people. If you can help people, it's great. But every time I see that I did something to make somebody mad, I don't feel good about myself. It's not a good feeling, you know. <clears throat> so, but that connection with people. Of who you are as a good person, of course. Uh, um, I, want, I want to get back in a moment to helping people and what that's all about. But yeah. I want to want to go into something that's a little more commercial, just for a quick second. Yeah, yeah. You, you mentioned helping to train people. I know you've developed training systems as well. It is is there at this point in time an Olivier Grinner uh, training system that people could take a look at? Yeah, I, I mean, I have a. Before. I don't know if you're doing that right now or not. Well, I'm doing good. I, I train. Um. <clears throat> I do a lot of different type of training. So there's a, a martial art training okay. and there is a gun training. You were talking about uh, various ways to train. Let me ask you this specifically. So I live, I live on Maui, as I mentioned. Um, I am, uh-oh, John, do we, no, there you are. No, no, I'm good. You're there you are. All right, yeah. so I live on Maui. I'm up in kind of a wilderness sort of area um, on a property without other people. And it's me and my dogs. And with COVID, we're, it's almost made being isolated fashionable now. So that's my excuse anyway, yeah. for being cool about being isolated. And I, but I'm not, feeling, I'm not feeling that good lately, physically. And I'm oh. feeling like I need to do something. What should somebody at home on their own do now to get themselves started? What, what would you prescribe in that regard? Yeah, so... <clears throat> The first thing you have to do, you have to make sure that your training is fun. It can't be boring and it can't be hard. So at the beginning, don't get me wrong, is you're going to feel like you're suffering. But if you feel the pain, the pain with the workout is going to be associated with, with uh, I mean, the pain is going to be associated with the, with the workout. So you don't want that. So what you want to do is that maybe going for a walk. I'm sure you can get out and go on a walk on, a, on your own. Yeah. I mean, that's. So that starts with a little cardio. At the same time, when you come back, you can do maybe not even the push-ups, but, you know, just, um, just a plank. And the plank is really good to fix your back. I don't know if you know that. Like if yeah. somebody has a heart, you know, said, my back hurts, do some plank and you'll be fine. And the reason for that is because when we work the abs separated from the back, it's wrong. It's not made for that. The abs and the lower back is made to compensate each other to make sure the body stays straight. So we have to work them out together. So when you do the plank, it forces you to work not only the back but and the abs at the same time. Yeah, you're engaged. So the, yeah. Right? The, everything is engaged. So you can stay there for like this 30 seconds, stretch a little bit, and that's it for the first day. And well, then you know, slowly and slowly, you're going to start – yeah, th thankfully, I can actually do like 50 push-ups, no problem, believe it or not. And oh. but but I don't. I'm not I'm not disciplined. But based on what you just said, and this is gonna segue to something we do on Talking Tough every yeah. every time. Yeah, based on what you said, I'm gonna I'm gonna start doing the plank tomorrow morning. Um, here here's here's what we do on Talking Tough a lot. We'll get questions from people. It, I, 
I don't know why. I hope it's not a depressing show. We have a lot of fun on this show. But <laughs> we'll, we'll get questions from people that are really, really down. And they're, they're stuck. And they don't have, in their mind at least, don't have resources, don't know how to start anything. We, we had a discussion yesterday with Guy Grundy. Do you, do you know Guy Grundy, by the way? No. You and Guy should meet, man. You guys would have a lot of synergistic projects I think you could do together. He's cool. a director, actor, writer, producer in Los Angeles for action stuff. Also, like yourself, a bodyguard to the stars. You guys would get on great. He's, uh, he's, <laughs> a, he's an Australian national. So I, oh, cool. with your permission, I would like to introduce the two of sure, you. Sure, sure. You'd, you'd be fast friends. But um, yeah. with Guy yesterday, we kind of got into, well, what can you do to help your mind? Well, you can you can read something by somebody positive. Well, I don't have ten dollars to buy a book. You can go to the library and get one for free. So we, we always on talking tough try to pass on a word to people out there who are watching or listening or whatever the case may be about something they can do to improve their lives in this very moment. Well, so go ahead. Yeah, no, it's okay. Uh, listen, that, like, like I said, you know, it's like the Rocky, you know, guys, the beautiful things about when you are at the bottom, you reach a bottom, you can't go further down. You're at the bottom. That's it. You can't go up, but you got to make the first step. And the st first step, it cannot be a jump. Okay. That's really important. Just go slowly and slowly, super slow, step by step, baby step, baby step. And then you're going to start to, uh, so, okay, let's talk about this. This is really a really cool subject I, um, about thinking negative. So this is, um, I'm, uh, there's a show on YouTube. It's really excellent. Uh, a doctor who's talking about uh, thinking negatively and how come people can't stop thinking negative. So here's the thing. The body is made for survival, right? We're all made for survival, right? Naturally. That's why we always think about negative, you know, uh, if I go outside, do I'm going to be okay? Or maybe an animal is going to eat me. Oh, maybe not. No, it's okay. I don't hear anything. I don't smell anything. We're good. I can go out. So <clears throat> what happens is when you start to think negatively, the body creates some hormones that will for survival. And then hormones kind of a drug. So you feel, example, like something scared me. And every every day I get scared about something. Obviously, when this thing stops, I'm going to miss it because my body created that hormones that I need because it's a drug. So what happened is sometimes you think negatively and you think like that for maybe a week, maybe two weeks, maybe a month. And you get used to have that drugs that you can't barely feel it and you don't even know it's happening inside your body. And then but suddenly it something good, and it takes a toll. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And then somebody, something good happened to you. So you're like, oh, yeah, huh? But then you realize, hey, uh, my body, now, it's not my brain, but my body says I'm missing something. Oh, it's that drug. So it's going to force your brain to think negatively to create that drug again. So it becomes a pattern. I mean, there's a doctor who explained to it uh, really clearly. It's really good. And it's about thinking negatively. And the negatively is bad because you secret like drugs and you don't feel it. And then suddenly when you think positively, you are okay for a couple of minutes and then suddenly you're missing that negative and you go back into the negative. So people get into the pattern, you know. Yeah, so, so the people watching today are stuck in that pattern, you know, and, and I, I've been guilty of that in the past. That Thankfully, I've got a really solid gratitude practice right now. And that helps me a lot, mm -hmm. uh, you, you know, from, from my past depression and the pain and the addiction sure. and the homelessness and all that. Yeah, I could get very focused on that mm -hmm. and that could create a cloud of depression. I could I created that for myself. No one's yeah. fault for my own. That said, it was also up to me to reverse that pattern. So if we have somebody, one person out there today listening that's stuck in that pattern right now, that's good. What yeah. can they do to start get out of it? One specific thing. <clears throat> well, I think first of all is to realize that you are doing it. Realizing is really important because if you if you think you're okay and you keep that pattern, it's not you're not going to be able to cure it right on your own. So it's to realize, okay, I'm doing into I'm going into a depression. So how do I'm going to fix it, right? Um, for me, it's hard because I never I've been only one time like that, 
and 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 my brain just switched right away. So, uh, if you think about it, like, uh, have you been in a, in a, in a country where they don't have any water, they don't have any anything, you know? So they have to survive, and if they don't get that water, they're gonna die. You know. So obviously, Olivia, man, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I want to I want to point out. Yeah, I've been to um pretty extensively throughout Africa oh, and yeah. through parts That's of what Asia. I'm the one thing I remember, I remember being in the back of a, I had my own driver in India. Everything's very cheap there. Mm-hmm. I remember being in the back seat of a car, stuck with my driver, stuck in traffic in Delhi that just wasn't moving. And if you've been to India, you, you know how poverty struck that country is. There was a corner and it was a mess. I mean, rubble everywhere. It was, it was dirt, trash. There was an elderly couple. They looked like they were 120 sound asleep on the sidewalk and a little girl in between them. This girl was about three years old and she was filthy, covered with dirt, hair just matted with dirt. And she was playing with a piece of cloth. It was a rag and rolling it up and unrolling it and rolling it and unrolling it. We were stuck for a while. So I saw this. (laughs) She had the biggest smile on her face the entire period of time. And it's like that spoke volumes to me she did not know to be depressed she had a piece of cloth she could play with i mean it was it was an amazing experience it's it's about here this is this is the mind the mind control like i said you know you can't be in jail in the worst uh, you know place in the world and think you're in paradise The, the 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 main thing is to control the brain the way you think and it's not easy to do don't get me wrong it's not easy but you can always be depressed doesn't matter if if you are in, a, in in paradise. You can be you can be depressed just because you you're depressed. You're the depressive person, right? But so how can we cure this? Um, you know, for me, uh, I see life like an adventure. So uh, I like it's, it's like watching a movie. Can you imagine you watch a movie and everything is perfect? Everything is going to be boring. A mm. movie you have to scare. You got to be scared. You gotta be like, uh, you gotta be crying. You gotta be laughing. If you have all that, you need that, those conflict beats for sure, right? Yes. So, and those beats are really important in life. So, if you get depressed, hey, and maybe you're not always depressed, and that's okay to be depressed. Go there, just feel that pain. It's okay. It's all right. But the main thing is not to be caught up with it. It's just to be able to say, okay, now I'm done. I've been depressed maybe for ten days. I'm done with it. Okay, now, what can I do to make myself feel better? So, yes, and there's a lot of stuff around us that we don't realize, you know, like if you are bored with what's around you, uh, there's, uh, there's always something that you can find that your brain can be attracted to, you know, oh, right? It could be uh, maybe you are fascinated with the, the life of, um, of, of the whales or maybe you're fascinated with, uh, you know, there's always something in, in, in your mind that you're going to be attracted to. And that's what you have to find to to be passionate. And I think to be around people, like uh, I tell my friend, I said, you guys, if you hang out around people that are always depressed, you're going to start to be depressed. If you are around people who work out, you're going to start to work out. So it's really important to surround yourself with things. You surround yourself is so important. So the dogs, the dogs is a great great way to uh, have uh, this positive, side animals dogs are great you know you see the dog he's, he sees you he shakes his tail so you should feed on that that's that's really that you know or something somebody loves me you know they love and then that's that so if you have a dog if you have animals you know it, it, it that can be you know your way out of your depression well, you know, you we, know. We, we always have something that's for sure and and like the message that i'm hearing and i think it's so self-evident is take action do something yeah it, it, there's always something we can do. You know what? I'm, I want to completely switch gears, if you don't mind. Sure. Let's talk about some fun stuff. Let's get yeah. into. I, I know you have done, and I, I led the discussion in the dark, dreary stuff. So now it's my responsibility to lead switch. us out of it. All right. You've done so much fun. You've done probably thousands of things in your lifetime that most people wish they had like one experience in. So I, I, I want to put you in star mode for a second okay. and, uh, and see if we can get into like maybe a crazy 
wild story from your special forces day, one from your movie star days, one from your world champion kickboxer days. Go, man. <laughs> Give us something like crazy and fun and good that we won't believe. Okay, so, uh, okay. Oh, I got 15 days in jail in the Navy because we swam with sharks. Okay. That's, that's, <laughs> we were so stupid. We are 19 years old. We were, it's called the Island of the Seven Brothers, right? <clears throat> and it's, um, it's in the Indian Ocean. And, uh, we were doing some, uh, some stuff over there. And then we decided to go spearfishing. So my buddy and I, you know, we go spearfishing and I see a shark, a, a small shark, small, you know, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not a big shark for, and I spear it, and here, here's the spear. This is where the spear did, boom, bounce it off. I was like, okay, fine. So then I went underneath, and I speared it on the bottom. And what happened is, like, you spear on the bottom, and because of the, in the white, uh, the belly, and then you spin, 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 boom, took my gun away from me, you know, my spear gun. I was like, holy moly, now I don't have a gun. My buddy has one. So we keep doing, and when we kill something, we eat it. Okay, that's really important. We just don't kill to kill and just to show people, hey, look at that. It's pretty cool, right? We don't do that, okay? Um, so we decided, okay, that's fine. So we keep going. And I've seen animals that you would never see that again. Like a manta ray, it was so big that two guys like me could go inside the mouth. This is how big it was out there. So we start to see a shark and another one and another one. And they're beautiful. I mean, people are scared of sharks, I understand, but I'm telling you, you're in the water, and you fin, we're like this, swing, and then I turn my head, boom, and I see one coming out from the blue, beautiful, and you see the, the sun, you know, the, uh, the sun on top of that shark, and you see the eye, and he's, he moves on, you know, <clears throat> and then uh, we decide to, um, I see a rock, so I go and I dive down, right, and I spear a grouper. And the grouper was, uh, the, the thing with the grouper, when they are inside the cave, uh, when you spear them, they're going to blow up. And they blow up on purpose so you can't pull them out. So I'm like this, you know, I go down and I'm trying to pull it out. I put my, my friend had a problem with his ear, so I took his gun. So I put it, I tried to pull out and I, I can't, it's really strong, it's a huge one. I'm like this and that suddenly screams at me. And I look up and I see a small shark. I said, oh, yeah, whatever. So I keep going. Bam, bam, bam. And suddenly... I feel something bumping me like this, boom. And he bumped my leg. So I was like this upside down. He bumped my leg and I turned and I hear the scream of my buddy, you know? And I said, oh, well, that's, 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 that's something. So I go up and I say, what was that? I said, dude, we got to go. That's a big shark. And I said, what? So yeah, you'll see. And what happened is when the, the shark came back, it came back underneath us and it was that the head was as big as the, at the table like this it was a tiger and at this point at this point said okay maybe it's time for us to to go so we went back and the captain was so mad at us because they we're a bunch of idiots we have been watching you for like an hour and we saw fans around you and we're screaming and you guys oh we got in trouble <laughs> big trouble another one too um a lion Oh, that's funny, too. Oh, man, all the stuff we did. So, okay. so Olivia, are, are you saying that as a highly trained Special Forces member and a world uh, kickboxing champion <laughs> that you could not have taken the tiger shark in hand-to-hand? -hand? Oh, I, I tried to do a choke on him, but uh, <laughs> I guess uh, uh, the choke didn't work. I think I, I did a mistake. Maybe my elbows were not perfectly. There, there's no <laughs> yeah. chin to sink under. <laughs> yeah, maybe my hand was not perfectly. Made. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, another story too <clears throat> so you know what what dead reckoning is dead reckoning is, is going, dead reckoning dead, dead reckoning, reckoning. Yes. Yeah. yes so it's go from uh, point A to point B in a straight line mm -hmm. yep. so let's say we go the azimuth is like uh, let's say we go north okay and let's say uh, 40 miles north you're going to see a church at that church, at the bottom of the church, uh, in the front of the church, you're going to see a big tree. And underneath that, you're going to find a cachet where we hide some uh, explosives and stuff like that. That was for training, right? So when you do that, if there is a building in front of you, okay, you have to count the steps. So if you go 
so we are like this. From this position, straight north, uh, 30 miles out, we're going to have the church, right? So you go here and you say, okay. So, but So you go straight and then you follow the, the azimuth and then suddenly you have a building. So you have to count how many steps you do to the right because you have to come back to the to the left. Otherwise, you're going to be totally off, right? So we decide to go dead reckoning. So we go over houses, dogs are chasing us, all that kind of stuff, you know. So we go, but we have we are in army clothes, right? With guns and stuff. And we go, and then suddenly there's a big fence. And I'm new, you know, I'm the young guy, you know, where two guys, one is uh, older and he has more experience. And me, I'm the young guy, you know, the rookie. And he says, uh, I look and say, hey, there's a fence. And he looks at me and says, so, go. I said, so I feel, you know, my, my, my gut is telling me there's something wrong. So I climb up and I stop in the middle. I said, dude, and it's pitch black. It's at night. And I said, dude, I don't know. I feel what I said. Gruner, shut up. Just go. Go over. So I go over, boom, and I come back very slow. And I said, and I stop in the middle again. I said, dude, I feel it. I'm telling you, there's something behind this thing. He said, Gruner, shut up. Just go. And as soon as I put my right foot on the ground, this is where we're here. We heard, I don't know what kind of cat it was, but I'm telling you, it was a big one. I flew, you see the cartoon? This is how fast I went up the fence and going back. So that's one of the exercises that uh, we were like, holy shit. And we laughed so hard after that. We were inside the zoo. So I don't know how far it was, you know, but but the roar was so close. But we were inside the zoo. So that's one of the stories. Like that point in life where you consider yourself invincible, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what the, now the way the way that what they taught us um i don't know if you know about uh, uh the special forces i was in is like if you can't breathe breathe you can still going so it, it, we we did a lot of running for running with backpacks and all that kind of stuff for uh all night long so it was not a question of how many miles we were uh, going through it was running all night long of course you know your feet bleeds and that kind of stuff so the pain is very interesting because the pain goes from high and then after it's the body numbs it so you don't feel it anymore so you but you have that threshold so you have to pass it you know it's very painful but then suddenly you pass it and you don't feel it anymore and your as, brain goes somewhere else as a member of the special forces I, you you were in combat were you not we did some couple things, yeah. We did. I can't really talk about it, uh, but we did a couple things. Like, uh, uh, I I got captured in uh, 1979. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things, yeah. And uh, it's funny because uh, <clears throat> I thought I was not affected by it, but later on I realized that yes, I got affected by it. You know, how long were you? Um, I know, I know for a fact that uh, it was three hours, and so it's, it's not a long time. So what happened is we were in a, it's called uh, Arta, it's close to Djibouti, and we were going through um, uh, through um, uh, how you call it a valley, and then we got attacked there, and everybody spread out, and I spread out, and uh, 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 there was a big cliff. That's why I can remember. There's a big cliff, and the next thing I remember, I was on the ground bleeding. And then I got up, and what was really interesting is uh, the first guy who grabbed me, he didn't grab me like this. It was not like that. It was so soft. It was like this. And I didn't fight it. And it was like, and, that's a, and then there's another guy, and then another guy. And then they pop out from the desert. I said, holy shit. And then, of course, you know, then I... They tried to take me to the village. So if I reach the village, I would be done. I will I'd be cut in pieces. You know, that's that's the way it was. But something happened, like, you know, they did some stuff to me and then suddenly they stopped. And there is a, an old man, I remember a fence, and an old man crushed, crushed, you know, he, they're sitting uh, uh, like this, you know, their feet, uh, their leg up, you know, like this. And he started to talk. I don't know what they say because it was a different language. So I didn't know. And suddenly my hands start to go down. And then this is where I just boom, 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 and just start running. And I didn't look back. Now, what's interesting, how did I find my way back? I don't know. And then... Uh, you got it on your own, man. That was, I got that back. Was unfortunate. Well, but, not lucky. But, but, but listen to this. The interesting thing about this, 
I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed because I got cut. You know, when my other guys did. So, and there's a guy who came to Vegas and he came to visit me and he told me, do you remember when, when this has happened? I said, yes, I do remember. And said, uh, and I told him, said, we didn't know that you were captured. I said, well, you knew I was behind, but I never talked about it because, you know, I felt embarrassed about it, right? Um, <clears throat> and uh, he told me, yeah, we're waiting for you for three hours because we didn't know where you were, you know, because they didn't know if I was, uh, you know. And uh, so when I went up, when we went up uh, to uh, back to the base, I uh, had some stitches in my in my head, you know, and uh, uh, but it, it really didn't affect me until later on, you know, where I realized that you you can't count on anybody. You have to count on yourself, you know, and that's really my motive. That's why sometimes I do things a lot by myself because uh, maybe because of that event, you know. <clears throat> that was well, fun. <laughs> no, yeah, that was not fun. A lot of, well, let, let's talk about movies for a second. Sure. Uh, now, you've sure. got about 40 movies. I know that. Who's yeah. uh, who's the nicest movie star you've ever worked with? I'm not going to ask you who the worst one is. We don't need to get into that. Yeah, we don't need that. Um, who, who's great to work with? Oh, man. I used to love John Ritter. John Ritter. John Ritter, yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. We laughed. The screenplay was not written for him. And that's sad. Because of the, the the relationship we had on the set, I mean, we laughed so hard, nonstop. He's a funny man. He was such a nice man. See, you know? like oh, yeah. I love the guy. Not even like him. I love the guy. The guy was great in every so you're way. Make, you're making a movie now, right? Sector 4? Or have you... No, it's already done. I did it. Uh, I did Sector 4. I did EP. I produced it, financed it. Um I sold it to Lionsgate, so everything we did very well with it. You know, um, it's it's a lot of work. I'm telling you, it's a lot of work. I've produced two movies and God knows how many TV shows. So trust me when I say I, I feel you. It sounds very glamorous until yeah. you're in it. Oh. I know it's a lot of, but it's gratifying when it's done. When it's so, done, it's great because yeah, you that. know you you talk about depression. You know when you go through that process, once you're stressed out. Yeah, right? It's like the movie. Making a movie is very stressful. So you're stressed out. You Things are not going the way it's supposed to. People are not showing up. So you got to cover yourself. How are we going to finish a film? And then suddenly when it's all done and found, you're like, ah, that's my baby. Right? So now and it's done. And what, yes, absolutely. I agree with you completely. So now that it's done, what's happening with Sector 4? What's next? Well, we sold it. So now we did EP. That sold it. And then... Uh, and then you know I've been working. I did a TV series in uh, for the uh, for China for China, and mm. we were number one in China. Mm. So that's that's big, you know. Uh, I was uh, the villain, the main guy, the main villain guy, and uh, uh, I mean he's doing extremely well. I mean I tell you something, man. The way they shoot was amazing. I mean the color, the the angle. I mean. They were very talented guys, you know. Is this show available on any uh, U.S. subscription? I have no clue. It's supposed to, but I don't know, you know. I just got some footage from it, and we saw it on TV when it was released in China because we could get in a certain way to get uh, the television. Um, So we saw some uh, few episodes. So, And I did uh, 20 episodes, I think. So. Yeah. To see it. What's it called? I'd love to look it up. It's called Seven Days, uh, Seven Days Alive. Seven and then I'm alive. shooting another TV series called The Circuit. And right. uh, COVID hit, so we had to stop. So The Circuit is um, it's based, on, based on a martial arts, uh, a little bit like the Kung Fu. And uh, the mixture of Kung Fu and, uh, and uh, uh, what is it? Harrison Ford, when he... Um, when he got accused, then he escaped, and he, he's chased uh-huh. by the uh, the, the fugitive. Right, yeah, the fugitive. fugitive. Yeah. yeah, So it's it's kind of the combination of the both. Okay, all right. That's what I'm working on. Movie projects. Are you sitting on any movie projects right now? I got a few things on my plate, but <clears throat> you know, I'm focusing on a few things. I'm focusing on training 
uh, putting a program together for uh, gun training, you know, and that's what I'm doing right now. And then for executive protection and for um, <clears throat> and for self-defense also, home evasion, all that kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm really big on that right now, especially what's going on. So, and people ask for it. So I'm building that right now. It's a lot of work, you know. And uh, the way I work is I do the real thing. I don't do like what things gonna work because if you have a plan, you know your plan is gonna is not gonna work. You know, you know that every mission we did, and I talked to my friend uh, Dave. He's a special force guy, you know, American U.S. Uh, special force, and he did a bunch of missions, you know, all over the place. And we all agreed together that every time you have a plan. You know, it's going to go to shit. And it happens all the time. You know, things are not yeah. going to go. The helicopter maybe is going to go down. Or maybe we have all the things going on. Maybe uh, the, the person we're supposed to meet is not in the right place. There's all stuff, you know. Or there's no uh, communication. We thought it was an adult. It's a funny thing, man. You have to always be willing to shift and improvise. No doubt like about producing. It. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Producing. Yeah. So what, <laughs> I think you mentioned earlier that you're up north. I thought you were an LA guy. You're no longer. I love LA. LA is my is my spot. I'm an LA okay. guy. I love LA, so I'm gonna go back there. But um, <clears throat> I'm flying helicopters here in the Bay Area, and uh, as a line pilot, so we fly for the news. So uh, what's really cool about San Francisco is the flying is great. It's better than LA. And the reason is because we go over water. So we have floats and we can go and land in Napa. Napa is gorgeous. And uh, they give us a bottle of wine every time we land there. Uh, <laughs> we don't drink in a helicopter. <laughs> so they, we go to San And if you did, you wouldn't tell us anyway, would you? No, I don't drink anyway. So the only, oh. the only one I put is I put in the food sometimes. All right. You know, no, I don't drink. I don't ever drink. I'm, I'm not. I don't need it. <laughs> so, All right. um, then we uh, uh, we go to San Jose. We can go to Monterey. So we have a lot of. Uh, we go offshore sometimes, which is great. It's beautiful. We see whales, dolphins. You know, it's it's. But <clears throat> I'm going back to LA because really that's my. I call that my home. You know, so I got a place over there, and I'll, I'll go back there. And that's the heart Little. of the industry, certainly. Well, you know, we're we're getting near the uh, we're getting near the top of the hour, man. It's it's really good to see you. Um, I have a and I I didn't think about this till now, honest to God. But mm -hmm. I I have a script I want to send to you. I don't know if you read sure. it or not, but I, I would love to get your impression on it. Sure. It's a, it's a thing called Seven Strong, and it's a little bit of like a superhero fable uh -huh. about. A group of ex special forces guys that come back together to save a, a town that's under siege, but it's set in the 50s, so there's like this very nostalgic feel to oh, it. Oh, that's cool! And I like this. And I've always seen it with a collection of guys, and it's gonna sound kind of kind of maybe out there, but like <laughs> you and Don the Dragon Wilson and Benedict <laughs> Jenner Kitas, and and just like it could be really interesting. I don't know, maybe it's awful, but <laughs> no, 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 you know, he. It's, you know, they are shooting a movie right now. My friend is shooting a movie right now with a bunch of guys, you know, also like that. Uh, not like that, but, you know. Uh, and I'm like, it's funny because, like, I'm thinking about it. It's like, you know, it's great they are shooting, but I want to shoot something with some meaning behind it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I do. Absolutely. It, you know, especially nowadays, you know, you want to inspire people. You know, yes. if we could remake the Rockies, if we could remake, you know, the uh, the Rambo, if we could remake, we can't do that because Stallone is Stallone, so you can't redo that. But I'm just saying, or even the Kung Fu series, how great that was. You're watching it and you're like, oh, yeah, that's cool. The philosophy behind the martial arts. And this is really what people have to realize that. It, it, and that's one of my big things, the philosophy in the martial arts. Okay, it's not only the, the fighting. The fighting is one thing, but the philosophy behind it is great. I mean, it's really lovely. And really, if you leave that philosophy, you see you'll be happier. Because, you know, it, 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 it's fascinating. That's why I love the philosophy behind the martial arts. Absolutely. And if you watch, uh, I don't know if you've seen the Cobra Kai series that's on uh, Netflix. No. 
it's pretty funny, man. It's not, um, it's, it's not going to be remembered come time for the Emmy Awards, put it that way. But um, yeah. it, it's funny. The uh, it, It's very much two guys pitted against each other where one guy is about being a barbarian and how they could use martial arts to terrorize and beat people up. And <laughs> the polar opposite side is exactly what you're describing. It's about finding the heart and the redemptive quality in, uh, in the martial arts or in everything you do in, in that case. And, uh, you, you, you know what's a beautiful if it, <clears throat> what would be beautiful if you see somebody who is depressed or somebody who has some issues and if you can fix them just by having a conversation just just change their way of thinking just this just a little tip like this you know sometimes you know they're going this way you just tip oh they go off and into a better side that would be really fantastic if you can save a couple of people like that you know well, I think you your know, life is worth it one thing I recommend a lot, and John is probably cringing behind the scenes right now because he's heard this from me so many times, but yeah. you, you set this up perfectly. One, one thing I do fairly often is I, I do spend more time than I should on social media, 90% of it's for my business, but I do sometimes go down the rabbit hole and see things that are posted. Yeah, and There's a lot of people posting about pain in their lives. And up three, four, or five times a week, I will reach out and send a private message. And sometimes it's people I don't even know, but there's something yeah. in the message that I feel that makes me feel like it'd be okay to do that. Yeah. And I have connected with many people doing that just to have a conversation to try to give them something that's hopeful or positive. And uh, it, it's a good thing to do, man. We can all do that no matter where we are. And, yeah, and you know, does. it helps a person doing it too. No doubt yeah. about it. I, I think a reward, like uh, uh, there's another reward that I had. Um, uh, somebody called me uh, uh, one day. Actually, uh, I receive uh, fan mails, right? And um, usually I, they, I have so many, so sometimes I couldn't read them. So, But I, I got uh, one and I was waiting for uh, my friend at the airport and uh, she was late. So I opened the letter and she was describing describing her life. What happened is uh, she went um, on a horseback riding, uh, 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 you know, a lesson, and she broke her back, right? And uh, uh, then uh, she couldn't walk. So the doctor said, you, you're not going to be able to walk ever. So she got depressed. And her friend says, blah, 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 and say, okay, watch those movies. That's what she did, swear to God. And she's from Finland. And... My movie Angel Town was in a in a package, and she reached out to me saying, "Your film, when I watch that training scene, she looks at it, she said, "I'm going to do that." And her friends says, look at her, and say, "Okay, that's good. That's a good spirit." Well, four years later, she met me in the golf gym, and we hit the bag together. Oh, that's fantastic. I was fantastic. It was it was amazing. So you see and how the mind Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And that's gotta be very fulfilling to you too. Oh yeah. Sure. And I saw a house, a house, you know, her husband just built, you know, those you know, you know, for the for the wheelchair. So it was not, you know, it it, it I saw it. And then when she when she went and said, I want to thank you so much for it. Your that scene woke me up and triggered something. That's why I said, you know, you just have to do this, right? For the people to change this way of thinking and then get to a, a, a and save them obviously you know from depression that's like legacy right there man well you know what that uh we're we're past our hour i've kept you longer than i than i said i would <laughs> and i i very much appreciate your patience that's that's a really oh, positive note to end things on i think because i think what that tells me is there's always always a way always Man, very, very good to uh, see you, my friend. <laughs> good to see you. I, I hope that we can uh, connect back in uh, Big Bad L.A. someday when we're about Sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Well, Rick Bassman here on Maui for Talking Tough. Olivia Gruner, thank you so much. Oh, I'm sorry. Real quickly, last thing. If people want to look you up, learn more about you, connect connect with you if that's possible. Sure. What's the what's the best platform? Where should people be looking you I, up? I think Facebook. This is where I'm the most, you know, I come in and out. So it's kind of, it has to be private message or something like that, you know, because, you know, I go in and I come out. 
Facebook, my website, oliviergruner.com. You can go and register and just send me a, a, an email. It will go, it will get to me. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. If, you know, if I can help people, that'd be great. You know? That's awesome, man. Hey, it's, it's really good. good to see you. you look great. You sound great. <laughs> and uh, wishing you uh, continued health and happiness and success, my friend. Thank you. Namaste, right? <laughs> like see you soon. See you. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, now go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that.